Good morning or afternoon. Whenever you listen to this, I don't know. It's not live. We record it. We post it afterwards. But this is Keith. That's Vinny. It's What's Generation Zennial. And we're coming to you a day early again because, you know, well, one, we don't have a broadcast schedule, so it doesn't really matter when we do it. And two, uh, I'll be traveling tomorrow, so can't really record while traveling. Yeah, I mean, we could. Have lives, people. kind of weird. Lives. This podcast, oh, this podcast does not pay <laughs> us money at all. Yet. Zero dollars. That's up to you. The, the fans, the, the listeners, when you guys, uh, when you guys promote us and, 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 and let us go viral, then, then maybe someday we'll, uh, we can make this a career, but for now, you go to our Patreon account, for fun. Oh, wait, you don't have a Patreon account. And, and the dozen of listeners, the dozens that, and dozens <laughs> that love our content. Um, Sorry, that was a rock yeah. throwback right there. I, I had to do the rock throwback. <laughs> Actually, that's more of a Mick Foley throwback, right? When he came out, made fun did, of it. Did he actually say that the dozens and dozens? And yeah, because it's like uh, that the, was the his rock, actual phrase, wasn't it? The Rock did Rocky the whole thing. The Rock did the whole thing with the millions and millions, and he's like, he's talking about his his what he's wearing and his shoes, and then Rock comes out, he's like, the dozens and dozens of mankind's friends, fans, wearing my twelve dollars sweatpants from Walmart. Think about you just think about wrestling back then, and you know, even like attitude error stuff aside, um, just the talent pool that was like around that time the late 90s early 2000s of wrestling was just it was amazing we also had because that was before it became such an industry like commercialized right it's it's so commercialized it's such it's they've created a farm system and you know they've created a whole breeding ground whereas back in the 90s you know these people worked territories they were independents You, you you know you worked for a decade or more before you made it to the WWF, you know, well, unless too, you were like, and you went and you went right in. Right. And they didn't, they really, they, they hired you because of what you were doing there. And yeah. now they kind of hire you because you're a really good athlete or you're a really good talker. And then they kind of mold you into what they well, want. We, we need this over here. We need that over there versus, but yeah, then that's why know. everything kind of feels the same, right? Everyone kind of, everyone always, everyone kind of feels the same now. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's not, yeah, it's definitely not the same as it was when we were growing up. I well, that's because you have the same that's my person issue with teaching them, now. you know? You get the that's same That's my te- biggest issue with wrestling now. It just feels like everything is the is same. It's kind of just, yeah, everyone. High spot, high spot. In the same mold. And I don't, don't want to knock, I don't want to knock guys because I know guys work really, guys and girls work really hard right. to get, to get there. And, you know, I know what they have to do to, to get there and it's not an easy road. No, I, definitely They not. do what they have to do to stay there. And you know it's, it's grueling in the body. And if you work for a company, especially like WWE, where you're making six figures a year, even if you're on the sideline, you know you're going to do what you're told because you're paying the bills. It's making money. So yeah. I, I, I'd get, I would take six figures to lose every match. I don't care, <laughs> honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, wins and losses are irrelevant once you know if if, <laughs> if you're in wrestling, um, right? To to a certain extent, anyway. I mean, there is, you know, promoting yourself and and yeah wanting wanting to to win and tradition and blah 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 blah, blah. but um, i know I well, yeah I, I, it's always like oh if you're not if you're not trying to be the best you know if you're not trying to win the championship you shouldn't be in this business i'm like well that's a sports mentality but it's really entertainment as far as i'm concerned it's like there's a role for everybody in the business and you know not everyone can be the champion yeah, yeah. well i think also another thing too is like the, the the way the the writer's room works now um compared to what it was back in the day i think the the, the wrestlers had a lot more freedom in what they could do and express themselves and what they could say right back then as compared to now where everything's basically scripted out for you almost scripted word by out. Word. it's also you know 
when they went to that PG thirteen rating back when Linda was running for office for political yeah, reasons. and you know what though, that, you know you you think you think about like movies and how movies do this like move to PG thirteen so they can get a wider audience mm-hmm. and that's you know that's that's kind of what you want right you, you want that right. wider audience so you can't really you can't really push the envelope if you're if you're trying to bring in a bring in a wide net if you're trying to cast uh, a wide I, net where I, I think back in the day wrestling was very was very niche it was um, totally i just always find it interesting that they changed the rating they they went for that rating right at the same time that she was running it was like, oh yeah for them it was political. that wasn't a coincidence yeah that wasn't a coincidence i'm not going to say that but at and the same also time, like, like and then they started having grandkids so like they're more conscious of things that they weren't before Oh yeah, that stuff. It's all signed Triple H and Stephanie. How merchandise, man? Merchandise. Merchandise. Kids, Merchandising. Kids, kids buy the merch. You know, there's only there's only uh there's only so many T-shirts a, a broke college student can afford. Right, and and, and those and those T-shirts don't really work well in the uh, business world when you're older. <laughs> no, you, you can't know, rip really, over uh, the shirt. You got you got Stone Cold shirt underneath it. I guess it depends on your job, but yeah. Oh, that's true. So yeah. And also, you don't outgrow them as much as you did when you were a kid. So, you, you know, as a kid, you need one, a new one every other year because you're just grown so fast. That's as, another point, too. Yeah, as, a, yeah. as a parent, I am well aware of that fact. I, yeah, that's something I wasn't like, even thinking I'm about. Like, I'm like, those shorts do not fit my child anymore yet. He's still wearing them. <laughs> He's like, I like them. No, they're they're a little tight. They're a little tight. <laughs> you're growing up, kid. You got you to get new shorts. <laughs> it's time for some new shorts. Let's retire these. Your brother will use them in two years or a year, whatever. Oh yeah. Kids growing up, man. We're, you know, we're doing coach pitch, coach pitch baseball now, which is an interesting, an interesting time. Cause you know, you have kids, most of the kids that don't know what they're doing at all. You have a can you know, maybe one or two kids that know everything they need to do for the most part, a couple that can hit a couple that can throw none that can catch. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's just in the field. They're kind of like running around. Yeah, or, I remember or those, I, can't, I I vaguely remember those days of uh of coach like, pitch softball where it's just like you're up at bat and like there's like everyone's in the field right it's like yeah. <laughs> like you have really actual positions and like they're just hitting the ball. Well, we try we try to put them in positions and like you know and but you're the coaches you're on the field with them at the same time right so that way it's like a play happens and of course everyone's yelling and then like <laughs> they get the ball and they look to where to throw it's like we we throw to first every time just throw to first and then like we tell them like. Just pick a, you know, if you're going to look one way, just make that decision and throw it. And if it's the wrong one, it's okay. But just we'll figure it out. Own yeah. it. Oh, own the decision. Don't like look back and forth. Like you don't have and that then, time. And then there's always like two or three kids that like know what they're doing who like right. watch baseball every day and like they really love the sport. And they're like, they get mad at everybody else because then nobody else knows what they're doing. And then there's always that one parent who thinks it's like the World Series when it's like Coach oh my god, <laughs> it's that, like that is the worst. It's like this it's is, Coach. This, it's is, coach this is why we don't keep score anymore, guys. This is why we got rid of keeping score at this level. It's um, like oh yeah, parents are like oh what's the score? I'm like we I don't know. I don't even know how many outs there are. Not, we don't know how many strikes there not, are. We're not we're not keeping a book. Like it's, we're not we're not doing stats at the end of the year, guys. It's it's, it's, it's all right. Like it's an instructional league. That's the yeah. whole point. It's the for them wait, to learn so that wait we can till be little on. league at least until you start actually. Yeah, like, wait wait until next like. Things. when the coaches aren't pitching to them anymore <laughs> and they're not allowed on the field during the play then then we'll talk <laughs> then we can worry about the score maybe right. a little bit all right because yeah. like what when, when i'm behind the second baseman saying okay now go over there every every play <laughs> hey guys there's runners in first and second where's the ball going 
Like we're, we're saying that during the game. Cause you know, we've had two practices to be fair for you baseball players out there. You should be saying it anyway. I know it's, oh, yeah. it, it's annoying and it's kind of, kind of, kind of seems like it's like pointless, but it's always a good reminder. Always say where the play's going before every play. I know it's annoying, but as someone who works with athletics, I've seen a lot of baseball and softball games say it anyway. Oh, that's, we, that's I used my, to say that's it. my, that's my, that's my pro tip out there for today. I was, I was a starting center fielder. That was like my job. <laughs> I know? didn't, you played baseball. Yeah, I played baseball. Well, not in high, I, I stopped in high school cause I, I was in theater. So I just didn't have the time to do both. Gotcha. Yeah. I was doing music and theater and I was like, ah, well that takes my time up now. It's kind of hard to do baseball at the same time. I got, I got, Although I, I'm sad about it. I, I wish I, I wish I'd still played, but I didn't. Yeah. I, like I, said, I got, I got cut from my freshman baseball team in high school. Cause oh. I can't hit. I can, I can never hit. Cause it's my biggest. Oh, my I, biggest can, I can hit, I can hit and I can run. I was never fast. I, I wasn't, I'm not a big hitter, but like I can hit it to the gaps and then, and then run it out. <laughs> yeah. Now I can just, I was lucky if I was, I was one of those kids who could lucky if I hit the ball out of the outfield, out into the outfield. I don't think I've ever hit a ball over a fence in my entire like life. I did it once during practice in, on the softball field. Yeah, not yeah, not yeah, not even that. <laughs> like if I went to a if I went to a little league field now, I'd probably be able to put it over. But that's, <laughs> I'm definitely not putting it over like a, a yeah. three. I'm three hundred yard. Oh no, three hundred yards now. Three hundred feet. Three hundred feet. Three hundred. Three hundred yards. Holy crap! What field are you playing? <laughs> maybe a maybe a rubber ball. I could do. That. We got we got a golf course size uh, baseball park here. <laughs> Imagine if that was that was the size of it. That would be ridiculous. Anyways, yes, coach pitch. Parents, don't take it seriously, please. It's not serious. We're here to have fun. I was glad the team we played with last night. The coach was on the same like level that we were as his coaches. Like this is instructional. This is to have fun. We're here. We're helping everybody. We're coaching each other's kids. Yeah. <laughs> like I was in the same play, I was telling my kid to run to first and telling the other kid to tag the, the runner. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, run, 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 tagger, tagger, runner, tag. Yeah, because guess what? These they gotta learn. These kids aren't gonna remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> you know, in 10 years, they're not gonna remember coaching stuff. Like I said, I have vague memories of like running around the field. Yeah. But I think I think we won a championship. But it's, the it, only it's I remember that is because I think I had a trophy. It's the muscle memory that you're developing. You're trying to develop that muscle memory of which way to go. The yeah. instinct of like, I have the ball and I'm going to go towards the runner. I'm going to throw it this way. That's, that's what we're trying to work on. You work on how to actually swing the bat to hit, make contact. Yeah, now that, now that I think about it, I think we actually like did have a champion, like did oh, keep score. And I think we had a championships for like that level. I don't know why, well, but it was well, the eighties. It was the eighties. So like, you know, 80s. it was still, it was still that time. Walk it off. <laughs> Your, head, your your arms falling like yeah. this, like ah, just walk it off. Yeah, but what's the point of that? Like, no, I guess, there is no point. I guess it's good for the trophy makers. Big big Cause trophy. Because <laughs> also like, you, well, no, what's good for the trophy makers is everyone gets a trophy. All right, that's even better. You know what I mean? I think the, I think the trophy make big big trophy would be pushing the participation trophies. Exactly, but no, I. It's like people that always get upset about that, like oh, everyone gets a trophy. They know it's like my kid two years ago played flag football you know five-year-old you know four and a half five-year-old kid play flag, flag football smallest kid on the team by the way you know they all got trophies at the end he like the their concept of what that trophy represents at that age is different than what an adult's concept of a trophy means first of all he's just so thrilled to have a trophy 
And like, I have a trophy. Yeah. He doesn't realize that it's just a, everyone gets a trophy. Like, and he had it for baseball too, for T-ball. Like everyone got a trophy. Like they're just happy well, that, to have a trophy. And yeah, a that's, what the, that's, that's what I don't think a lot of, a lot of adults who like rally against participation, participation trophies, um, get right it's it's, yeah. not, it's not about winning right it's not like you get this trophy and you're like i won i'm the champ like no it's, it's, it's a nice little trophy you get a trophy and you're like oh yeah i feel included like uh you know and, and it keeps you interested in the sport um and when you're five, guess what? When you're five years old who knows what you're going to be in 10 years like when you're five years old to last the whole season and be at every game, that's a big deal. Like, you, but you also too, like just... it keeps you, it keeps you interested. It keeps you involved. Right. It keeps, it keeps you motivated. Um, at, you know, at a, at a, at a young age, like, cause like I said, you, you never know what a kid's going to be like 10 years later. He might actually like, you know, the, the person might grow into themselves and become a good athlete and, and then be able to participate at a higher level. Right. If, and then if, actually if, being, if you knock them down at five years old and six years old and say, Oh, you know, you're a loser, get out of here. They might, they might stop. That's not good. That's not good for any sport. That's not good for participation. I mean, that's that's what happened to a game. We had a game on uh, Saturday, and you know, so I'm at first base coaching, and the there the other team's first baseman was a larger kid, like large, like big kid, and the parents are behind me, and there was a, you know there was a play that people throw to first, and he didn't get the ball. Okay, so I'm fine, whatever, right, and. And I was like, and then the parents like, go, go get it, go get it. And the parents, I, I forgot exactly what they said, but they just didn't, it wasn't right. Like, oh, you got to get that ball. You know, they're, they're, they're honing on it. And I, as he walks back, I can see the tears coming from this kid's eyes. Right, and I'm like, disappointed, he disappointed his parents by not catching a ball. And I'm like, this kid, first of all, he, like I said, he's a large kid. He's not moving fast. It's just, it's not in the cards. Um, Cause it's just not his body. Now, I've seen large guys like that at the older age that know how to play first base that can stretch it out and do that. But I'm talking about the bigger levels, you know, again, coach pitch. So another play like an inning later, he's on the pitching mound now playing the pitcher position and there's runners on first and second. No, there's runner on first. So the plays are first or second, right? Whatever. He gets the ball and his parents are yelling at him to throw it first and he throws the second because he looked at the situation and made the right call. And so the, the parents are yelling the wrong thing. And after the play, I go, I said, you did the right thing. And I made it loud. I wanted to make it loud enough to, so the parents heard me. Just should look right at the parents and said, you did the right thing. I was like, he, he made been, the right play. I was like, he made the right play. Because, and they, oh, it's just like parents on the sideline. Like you, it's fine to encourage the kids. That doesn't end, dude. I'll tell you I know, that right now. I know, that does, I know that does not doesn't. end. It's just like it's fine to encourage the kids and cheer for them, but there's coaches on the field for a reason, and, and it's just like, I mean, and not everybody who has are, the time to volunteer, but if you know, if you want to coach your kids, coach your kids, volunteer. You know, if you have the time to be at the games, you know, feel free to volunteer. I'm sure, I'm sure the league would appreciate it. And if you're just an assistant, you know, it's like if you say, oh, like I can't be at every single game because I have other commitments, but like I can still be there for the majority of the time and do my yeah, yeah that's the thing you don't need to make a full-time commitment just talk yeah. you know talk to your kid's coach and be like hey you know I'm we sure got we, one other dad happy he's, to have you help out he's not the official assistant coach but he's on the field with us helping out every practice and during the games and it's great and he's a catcher so he knows what, what he's doing um anyways that's enough about coach pitch baseball for the day <laughs> you know i mean you know what this is <laughs> i know kind of an interesting conversation i don't think something people talk about a lot um is is youth sports and how important it really is well, it's also the coaches you get. Cause like one of our neighbors, 
uh, their older son, who's in third grade now, you know, he's not interested anymore because when he did coach pitch, like, I guess the coach just wasn't like into it, like wasn't um, a very good coach and it turned him off from the, from the game. Now yeah, the that's coach, my point. Now, now he's you know eight years, seven, eight years old, and he's turned off from the game, and who knows what he's going to be like? You know, in, but he's playing football. Years. He's he's into football at least, but and at least he's you know he's, he must be an athletic kid. So you know if he would have stuck with it, who knows where he would have went? Right. And I said to her, I said to her, you know, who knows what's going to happen in five years from now? Like he might get back into it, you know, as he gets older. Yeah. Too. You, but, you know, things change. But then you lost three years of, of development, which is which is huge at, at in, in in a sport like baseball. Right, because there's there's so much such nuance in baseball. It's, it's such it, a technical sport too. I mean, it's right. it's not. People think, oh, you just go out there, and that's. I'll tell you right right now. This is this is something that I that I learned. Um. Because. The when you watch it on television, you know, at the college and, and pro level, they make it look so easy. Mm-hmm. That when you're out there, you think it's easy, and you don't think you have to concentrate as much as you actually do. And I think that was my that was my biggest thing when I was young. I was like, oh, you know, it should it looks so easy. Why is why isn't it coming easy to me? Um, but what you don't realize is it's so easy. It looks so easy because it's so routine to them. Like right. think about how many ground balls a professional infielder yeah. has fielded throughout their lifetime. And like, and they're like hundreds of thousands. And they're they've been doing this since they were like five or six. That's what I mean. Right? And. And, and, and right they, and they practice and they make it look easy but like j- like just like you said before about you know before every play you got to think about where the ball is going to go they're still doing that you know that's what i said yeah i mean at every know, level they're, they're saying the ball you know plays to here go going here this r- r- remind remind you how many outs there are every every play you know the 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 catchers making signs to the outfield they're they're they got strategies for every batter they got strategy, strategies for every runner yeah. um Every, every situation they have a plan for, and they communicate that plan. Everyone in their head knows where the ball, you know, they might not be saying it out loud like you do in the little league level, but in their head, they're still saying it. You, you still see them. Oh, they're saying it out loud. They, well, they're, they, saying they, out they're still the saying thing. how many outs there are. You know, they say that out it's loud. Those little, it's those little things that you don't realize that, that go into the game that, that, are, that are very important. Right. And that's, and I think that's the hard part with kids too. Cause like they watch the professionals and they're like, oh, well, look how easy they make it. It's like, but you got it. You got to start with the basics. Yeah. That, was my, that was my point. Like, I remember yeah. being young and thinking, oh, this, this, it looks so easy. Like, why isn't it coming easy to me? Like, why am I dropping like easy ground balls when, you know, when it looks so easy, it looks like it shouldn't be hard. And it's, it's, it's frustrating, but you don't, you don't realize at that age, like how much work those people put in to get to that level and to make right. it look that easy. But I guess that's, yeah. that, you could say that about a lot of things. Yeah. And of course, all the kids love, like to hit, they all hate playing the field. It's like, they just stand there and wait. That's the other thing about baseball. It's like, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. <laughs> It's a lot of mental, like preparation. Yes, preparation. It's you have to. It's a lot of. It's a. You need an attention span. Number one, that's something that I think is. Uh, I think we we can all agree that that the the youth is starting to get away from just the um that 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 attention span to be able to sit there and hold that hold your attention for you know two two and a half hours to be to be able to play a game. That's that you know that's that's the problem with baseball right now. Actually, it's like they're they're trying to speed the game up because like who, like it's, it's almost not that much fun to watch this three hour ba- baseball game. Cause it's so slow. Like I, a lot of the times I won't turn, I won't turn into a baseball game until like the seventh inning. Well, it's nice that you can even watch a baseball game. Cause like, I can't get to my sports channels anymore. Well, that's because you don't have the cable. Do you? Well, cut, YouTube, cut that's because c- YouTube TV dropped them. Yeah. They, they, so it's funny though. They dropped, yes, they dropped yes, and they dropped a lot of RSNs, 
but they kept SNY. I so SN- you just, you just become a Mets fan. So I was able to watch the Red Sox because they were playing the Mets. <laughs> and then oh, they're, but, they're beating up on the Mets too. Oh, last night. They, DeGrom, they man. They can't the Mets cannot hit when DeGrom pitches. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, no, DeGrom's, DeGrom's pitching. Let's take the night off, guys. And the they ca- lost one, they lost one nothing last night. And, um, the ca- and it's because of the catcher. <laughs> the catcher gets the one run. But it, it, it's like it's I don't know. I know they 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 got rid of all the RSNs, but then they made this deal with MLB TV to have like you can you know watch your MLB TV through YouTube TV. Except MLB TV still has these archaic blackout rules, where if you live within a certain region, you can't watch certain teams. Right. And of course, where I live, I'm in like the hot spot of like three major sports teams. Yeah. And it's all the ones I want to watch. And then I was like looking at cable, like my cable company that's in the area doesn't even carry Nesson. No, because you're in yeah, because you're in, like, I'm in Southern Connecticut, right? Right. They're not going to so like, get those Massachusetts teams. You're going to get the you're going to get the New York teams. So according to the MLB, I'm in the I'm in the district and I can't get it. But according to my cable network, I'm not in the district and don't get it. So no matter what, I'm screwed. Yeah. So you. Well, you know what? To be fair, that's a, a lot of people don't live in that um, in the area that the team that they support kind of go through that. Yeah. Like I'm a 49 I'm a 49ers fan, and you know I only get to watch a few 49ers games a year because you know, especially when they're not having a good season. Yeah, um, they're not really shown that much on television. That's true. Well, this became a sports podcast, Keith. Look yeah, seriously, sports podcast. I, we're just gonna keep going with this now. Sports. Wait. But at least with NFL, you could always get like NFL Sunday ticket if you wanted to and spend that. If I wanted to, if I wanted to pay for it, which I yeah. don't. Know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the issue. I really, I really don't, I really don't care that much to pay. I mean, NFL Sunday tickets are pretty pricey, I think. Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess for the season, if you if you if you parse out the price throughout the season, it's not that bad. But it's not something I'm really willing to spend money on. I would I would pay double for MLB TV if I could watch in market games. Because it's like one hundred twenty five dollars now. I would I would gladly pay three hundred dollars for a season of baseball. I mean, think about it, that's less than a dollar a game. That, you mean, and think about it, if I if I pay to go to one game with another person, I'm paying almost that much money, you know? Yeah. So like between the parking and the tickets and the food and all that stuff, I I would gladly pay three hundred bucks if I can watch in market games on MLB TV. You know, it, it's it's just a ridiculous the the way they have the market going. I don't know. I hate it. Oh. But I can so, watch all my Patriots because you know at least they they show them on. Right now. And they're on TV all the time, even yeah. like because they get a lot of national games and. I I and hate even they even um, even in New York they they will show uh, Patriots games. A lot yeah. of the time. Well, it's because because the New York likes to uh, hate watch them. Maybe. It's like hate scrolling. Yeah, I mean we have three teams. We have three team, three of our own teams, but right. um, I think like the Albany stations will carry will carry the the Patriots games. Well, you get a lot of Northern New York has a lot of New England fanship. Cause I, I, I had, you think, I had they'd be, you think they'd be Bills fans? Well, or that, but, but Bills fans are you know, either Bills or New England. Cause you get Northern New York are also, you got Red Sox fans up there too. You got a lot of Red Sox fans up in you know, New York. That's true. Um, or they just don't watch baseball at all or Toronto fans or they become Toronto fans. If they're too, or they're even further North. Like if they're, if they're actually near Buffalo. Yeah, they're closer to the Toronto market. Markets are it's, weird, as well, especially sports markets, because you know it's you got to cut out a little area for your team, and then 
you know, especially like New York where you got multiple teams in the, in, in the market. And then you have teams that don't even play in such a, such a large market. Then you have two New York teams that don't even play in New York. There's no room. <laughs> I don't know. I think that should be like a it's rule. It's easier to put them, put them in, put them in New Jersey. There's no, there's no more room for football stadiums over here. Just so so you then make them, that part of New Jersey, Jersey, make that and actually uh, like a sovereign part of New York or make them New Jersey teams. <laughs> Nobody wants to root for a New Jersey team. Well, people root for the devils. I mean, even, uh, even the, even the nets, right. They're uh, the Brooklyn nets now. Well, they actually moved to Brooklyn now. It's easier. Basketball is easier. It takes up less space. That's true. Football is hard. It takes up space. So we got to talk about uh, the the. It's not the State of the Union. It was just an address to Congress. Yes, the jo- uh, a, 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 address to joint the Joint Congress. It's I, technically I, not a State of the Union, but it's essentially a State of the Union. Uh, can we um, just get rid of that technicality and just call it the State of the Union? Um, I don't think it matters. So no. <laughs> it doesn't, but it's just like it's annoying. Like, because every every four years they have to explain. Well, it's not technically a state of the union because blah blah blah. Like every time there's a new yeah. president, the news outlets have to explain it again. It's like you know we could just change the technicality. You just call it state. You're right. You could just call it state of the union. Because he's still going. They're still going to talk about the state of the union. But at the same time, now it's more of like the the, the hey. direction of the union. We should call it. Right. right. Here, here's what. Here, here's my plans for the year. It's the direction of the, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically Biden laid out his, his plans for the next four years, um, which includes a lot of, a lot of spending. Lots of spending. Well, that's a Democrat um, thing, you know, which, lots of spending. Which, well, yes, it's also a Republican thing. They just like to hide it a little bit better. Oh, they, they call it tax more, cuts. They don't, they, don't, they don't like to be up in front about it. Yeah, they, that's true too. They, 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 they call it tax cuts and things. And like also that. when they spend, they spend on different things. Cause they would. The, the military, you know, basically. Military, border security immigration defense that is that's what you know that's what republicans always want to spend on they want to spend on military they want to spend on forceful things big showy things you know it's 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 all it's also things that i feel like republicans want to spend things that you can see physically like i can see the thing that they spent the money i can see the thing i can see what's happening whereas a lot of you know what what Biden's talking about aside from infrastructure, you know, I can see a bridge, obviously, but a lot of it's all behind the scenes stuff. It's always a harder sell. It's always a harder sell to to put something out there that's not a it hasn't it doesn't have a direct effect, right? right. A lot of these things have indirect effects or in indirect benefits um, that are very hard to explain. Thing it's it's always it's always tougher to make a sell to save money instead of make money, right? It's, e- it's right. easy to come out and say, this is, will make you money, which is people go, oh, great. That's going to make me money. That's a good thing. When you say, well, we have to spend this money to save more money. That's a very hard sell. Um, right. And in the medical field that, you know, uh, uh, like I said, I'm an athletic trainer. Like this, this is, this is one of the hardest things that we promoting ourselves and promoting our, like our salary increases. It's like, because we don't make anybody money. Same thing. I, I can say the same thing for education, right? Directly, you're not making anybody any money. Maybe the maybe the school. Oh, um, you know, but if if I help bring a student in, it makes somebody money. It's but, it's different. But, it's different in college because if we bring people in, that makes us money. But if, like public education, you're right. not making. No one makes money in public education. Right. My point is, but you're educating somebody for the long that's, term. That's an indirect effect. That's gonna that's gonna benefit. 
and the, and in the long run, it's gonna it's gonna be a be a hopefully a, a cost benefit towards the end. So of the, end and of so speaking speaking of education, you know that's one of the things he was talking about and proposing the adding on four years of public education, two before kindergarten and two uh, community college years. So he's tacking it on two on each end. Instead of doing four years of college, it's starting a preschool, which, and he cited he cited studies, which I know about because when I went to grad school, we talked about these studies where it shows like early childhood education starting in three and four years old really significantly changes a child's outcome over the long term. 100%. Because because if you come into kindergarten with no education, you come in at ground zero, you're going to be so far behind everybody else. These kids come into kindergarten. They know how to spell their name. They know how they know the alphabet. They know their numbers. They know their they they know the things that we used to learn in kindergarten. Yeah, universal pre-K is is a must in this country. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a little weird how he did it because it's like, if you 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 know, depending on your income level, so which kind of makes sense to me. Kind of like I wish it was just free all across the. That's board. the thing. That's that, that's something that liberals love to do. They love to say, well, you know, we don't want to give these benefits. To, to the rich and it's like but i'm not rich but it's the probably rich, the richer the richer fine <laughs> or even like even like the upper middle class too like i think it shafted in, in these situations as well because number one if you have that much money you're sending your kid to a private um pre-k like, well though per, anyway. per, first of all all pre-k is private right now right now you know there's like there's i don't well at least most regions there's no public pre-k it's all private right companies so that's a whole other issue. So there is no. I mean, there are there are there are there are public pre Ks. I, I, right. In, like not I everywhere. Though. State. But not it's not everywhere. But, but it's it's not that's what I mean. This, this is something that needs to be a public normal in this country. Is is is, is public right. pre K. At the same time, like the ultra rich are not sending their kids to public school. Let's no. let's be honest. Like the yeah, very they're, very few like they're going to private school all the way through. Going anyways. to public school. So. The, they're not going to take advantage of this programs anyway, right? They're going to, um, yeah. I think that's, that's an issue to see with like things like school choice. Um, school choice sounds like a great idea, right? It's only, it only oh, well, we have a choice people. of where we want to go to school. We have options, but it would, what you're doing though, is you're diluting your public schools. Right. To do that. Cause you need to then, cause you need, you need to divert taxpayer money that would go into these public schools and put them into these other options. And you're just basically diluting everything. And that's, yeah. it's not the right, it's not the right direction to go with. And it sounds like great, like school choice sounds like a great idea, but it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It, I mean, um, it helps. It depends on where you live though, too. I will say that's school, but like. It's everywhere, right? It, it's yeah. all everywhere. I, education depends on where you live, right? And yeah. your education oh, you're going to get in, in, the education you're going to get in, in the Northeast is, is a lot different than the education you're going to get in a place like Alabama or Arkansas or 100%. You know, the deep rural South. Well, just the requirements to even be a teacher is completely different in those regions, you know. The requirements, the salaries, the like. The, the, the requirements to be a teacher in Connecticut and New York are probably some of the highest requirements in the country versus, you know, you go, like you said, go down south. Like some places you don't even need a degree to be a teacher. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, think, think about, I mean, think about, just look at the salaries between a New York teacher and a, and a North Carolina teacher or a South Carolina teacher or West Virginia teacher. And you're going to say, what, 20 grand? Disparities. Yeah be huge disparities and in 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 in, in, in you know in benefits packages and, and what and like what it, you need good teachers <laughs> you know so, education edu good you can you can write the best curriculum in the world but if you don't have a good teacher to give that curriculum 
it's going to fail. And if you don't support that teacher financially and physically, who's going to want to be a teacher? Support, that, you right. know, well, that's the thing. Make $25,000 a year. People, people teach because they want to, not because they're going to get rich doing it. Well, that's the other thing too. Like nobody, no, there's no public school teacher who's like rolling in it. Right. Unless they have a rich spouse, maybe. But well, my, no my, school four, my fourth making, grade teacher was rolling in it, but that's because he won the lotto. Yeah. See, it's like, and he kept teaching afterwards. Like he didn't retire because he wanted to teach. Because he wanted to teach. Because he wanted to be right. a teacher. And that's and that. And he won. Amazing. He won thirty million dollars in the Connecticut. Lottery. If I won thirty million dollars, I would never be an athletic Dumb. trainer again. I would. Not, yeah, I right? don't think I'd work another day in my life. Sorry. Um. Um. So <laughs> I might actually. You know what I always wanted to do if I won the lottery? Start a start a TV station. Oh boy, that'd be fun. UHF. Here we come. Right. I love that movie. <laughs> hey, that's right. So um, the, the the good part about it for the pre-K is that if you make below a certain income bracket, and I forget what the numbers were, you don't pay anything for pre-K, which is going to really help the disadvantaged and the people that can't afford, like there's people out there that, you know, they can't get jobs because they can't afford to send their kids to pre-K. And it, it really, you know, when you think about the disparity, like if you, you're, you're a couple, you're on the lower income bracket, you have a kid, but you can't afford them, send them anywhere. Now, one of you staying home or they're staying with the grandparents so you can go do your work or you're working odd hours because you're trying to make ends meet. Now, if you're able to send your kid to pre-K, one, it gives your child an advantage because now they're going to pre-K, they're learning the things they need to learn at that level. And it allows you to not have to work the midnight shift anymore. You can be working at the same time that your kid's in school. So that way you can spend quality time at home together afterwards. Cause that's a huge issue with it too. Like if you have parents split shifting it because you have to, once that's to stay home and one has to work because you don't have a place to send your child during the day, you know, now you're not, your, your, your home quality goes down because right. you're not spending it, it, time it together. Makes for, it makes for a terrible family life. Right. Yeah. It's just, especially, you know, one's, you know, if you, if you know, no one's home, you're not seeing each other, but even that too, like you said, like it, it, it also gives some of the kids something to do. So, so the parents are freed up to do, to, to do what they need to do um that's that's always a plus the same thing goes for um uh, child care mm-hmm. um what you know trump touted this you know remember ivanka coming out and be like we're gonna we're gonna push like free child care free child care that, that never happened about. did it that, so, that yeah. well he touted that as much as he did at infrastructure week that never happened so <laughs> it's that too that that big intro and what happened to the infrastructure bill that, that 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 trump wanted and now that that biden's saying it republicans seem to be in like oh wait we don't need that anymore yeah like, right well, it's because um, it's too much. There's too many things in it. Too many things are called infrastructure now. Yes, that's the argument, and it's a, it's not a great argument because but... because in their mind, infrastructure means highways and roads and bridges, and airports, and again, big things that you can see, and yeah, not and not internet and pipes and things like that. Yeah, I just I just small argument with somebody online. Uh, I believe it was like a few weeks ago about because um, burnt. Because yeah, because I didn't push it that far. But anyway, uh, Bernie Sanders came out and he said in, in an interview something about um, called it human infrastructure, talking about like things like eyeglasses and hearing aids for for the elderly. Oh, that's great. Called it human okay. infrastructure, and I was like, that's that's good, like marketing, right? That's right. that's that's how you that's how you push an agenda. And someone's like, that's not infrastructure. When Bernie's crazy, blah blah blah. And I'm like, no, I'm like, it, but yeah, you, that's not the way you think of infrastructure. But the idea that he's putting it out there is trying to change the way people think of infrastructure. And that's what politics are, right? Politics are getting somebody to agree with your position, right? So part of that is marketing. And part mm-hmm. of that is is verbiage. And part of that is the way you use your words to to get ideas out and to and to pers- and to persuade people to to 
believe in your ideas. Right? right. So that's, you know, that that's what politics are. So if you're, if you're deriding something like that, you don't even understand what politics even, even the beginning of politics, because that's, that's basically basic politics 101, right? It's like <laughs> using, using verb, using word verbiage words to, to get somebody to, to agree with your position. And everything's propaganda. Like that's the thing with, <laughs> I hate, I hate when people use the word propaganda to, to, to just explain like normal everyday, like propaganda because to get this to what you see propaganda every day right yeah whether or not it's good propaganda or bad propaganda depends on whether or not it's a good idea or bad idea or facts on your side or or just plain out lies like propaganda can just be straight up lies which that's the bad kind of propaganda right or it can, like, be, or it can be bending the truth like or even bending the truth or 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 or, or, fact omission. Stati- or you or using or using statistics the wrong way erroneously to, yeah. to support a position like that's that's bad propaganda but there's also good propaganda right mm-hmm. like pushing good ideas and pushing and pushing trying to change values. the conversation try like right. you said trying to change the conversation the way we speak about things is part of propaganda and it's it it's right we have so many people out there and and the reason why people don't think it's infrastructure is because they've been sold bad propaganda they're like they believe again the infrastructure trying to change the idea of what infrastructure actually means right what right. what what rebuilding the country actually looks like. Um, My argument for Bern, what Bernie is saying is like, yeah, glasses and hearing aids are part of infrastructure because it means that person can now go to work, which means that helps support the infrastructure of the country. Because if they can't see and if they can't hear, they can't contribute. Well, I don't want the elderly working anyway, but that's- Well, not just the elderly, <laughs> but even like- elderly Anybody, people, right? They, the, the, the specific conversation was about the elderly. That's yeah. why I didn't, well, I, okay. I didn't want to- I didn't want people to get confused about that. Well, yeah. Um, well, they, they, you know, well, if they want to work, though, yeah. But they, so they if they, work. but if they can't see or hear, that means someone has to take care of them. Now we're spending more money taking care of them instead of just giving them a pair of glasses and some hearing aids so they can take care of themselves. That's good. That's that's the point. I think. Um, yeah. That we need that, to try and make. Like if you, if like, you if you give people <laughs> instead the, of saying we need to send the elderly to work, <laughs> that's why they need these hearing aids. If you give that's, people, I don't think that's this, a good. I don't think that's a good message. If you give people the stuff they need to survive on their own, then. You, the support structure below them doesn't need to be there. Right. You know, we, we're, we've built up support structures because we haven't enabled people to survive on their own. You know, okay, that goes back to universal healthcare, I believe. It all goes back to that. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's something I, I I wish got pushed more. But um, you know, baby steps right now. Unfortunately, we'll get there. And that's the thing too. And I hate, I hate to say it because this is something that that although the there was a moonshot, is- there was a moonshot about cancer research at, on the speech last night. Yes. He, he, he called for an eradicate. He's like, we can do this. We can get rid of cancer and we're going to put my government, government money to cancer research, which, which is, is huge. which is huge. And it's, it's funny. Cause he also talked about that and he talked about artificial intelligence and government research. And I was just listening to a person talking about a, a, an interview the other day, talking about artificial intelligence. And the problem is right now, the only research being done on that are by private companies. That's, so that they're going basically that's all the research that's done in this country is by, by, by private companies. And because, like you said, the, the NIH does not research a lot of money we, into into research and development. But we that, need to go back into that. Last night too. Right. And I was I like, that was a very, the very important part of the speech last night was how little timely. this country actually invests in things like. Well, that's what we used to do Dar- with DARPA. You know, we used that's what we used to do. We used to do research and development and create the internet, create radar, create. The telephone GPS. system, you know, GPS, not telephone service. That was, and I mean, to, was to be fair, out. a lot of it, a lot of it was based off the military. Right. Well, that's what DARPA you know, was not the biggest fan of, but, you but, know, 
they they it, still it, it did benefit it did it did have huge benefits to society which here, here's the reality argue, which i can't argue most technologies we use were not from the industries that we wanted them from <laughs> yeah no yeah there's a lot of uh like offshoots that that come from a lot of it was developed for the like military that. and then it trickles down <laughs> there's where <laughs> trickle down works <laughs> right ideas can trickle down money not so much <laughs> money not so much technology yes money no um because we we did get like the you know the internet and the radar and all that stuff and all the technology that's going in self-driving cars a lot of it a lot of the base of that came from other places and now it's being developed but if we develop if we put, invest more in research through the government then it's not attached to a company anymore and that means it's not being created for a particular reason with their biases for their company. You know, it's not Amazon. Like, I don't want Amazon creating the AI that is going to be sold to the military because I don't want Amazon to have all that information. <laughs> well, and, and, uh, and that control, right? Now, and that now control Amazon has it. a lot of control over things, which we don't like. And if it's a private company, we don't, the, the public doesn't have that control. Right. Um, just real quick, I think that's, a lot of a, a big problem on on the left. I'm I'm talking about like leftists, not liberals. Yeah. Left um, is that it's very hard to accept, like you said it before, like baby steps. Right. They want and get here want, now. We want sweeping change, and and it's warranted. Like that, we understand that these sweeping changes will be will be good for the country, but there like there's an aspect of democracy that we all believe in, or at least most of us do. That you know we need we need to sell these ideas to people before they they can accept them and that's not that's not being done and that's something that I think the left needs to leftists need to work on. Um, I don't want to confuse people when I say left a lot because when most people in this country when they think left they think liberal, and guess what Joe Joe Biden isn't a leftist. No, <laughs> we've said this plenty of times. Joe liberals are on the right, right? They still believe. They still believe in capitalism. They still believe in hierarchies. Um, they're they're not leftists like like you would think like this like the Soviet well not even the Soviet Union because Soviet Union had hierarchies too. Their their goal was not, whole... their goal was to get their goal was to get rid of hierarchies. No no. But that got that got corrupted along the way. Yeah, they got little, corrupted that, real fast. <laughs> <laughs> that tends to happen when you don't have um, the the right infrastructure to, to it's, it's always real, to promote real democracy but we right. have that we have that infrastructure in the united states of america right now to promote it's, real democracy and i think but the problem is you that. you have to have the people that are in the actual power to actually buy into doing it because as long as people in power well we need to put people system, in power that's right right that's, that's, but that's problem. we need to put actual people in power instead of um as long as we have turtles and hermit right. monsters in congress I know you want to throw that one in there. I did. I had to. As long as you have those kind of people in Congress, though, that are going to continually manipulate the they system tired, to to work Ted on their own. Tired last I wasn't, night. I was, right? was going to talk about him we falling all, asleep. We were all tired. <laughs> I, I fell asleep too. Okay. I did want to mention it. We got to we got to we got to hammer good old Ted for a little bit and fall asleep during the, during the speech. But you know, everyone's everyone's tired. Everyone. It's, it was a long day, I'm sure. And you know, when you only have like a tenth of the people in the room, the energy is not the same. And it's hard to hide in a crowd when there's not a lot of people in there. That's true too. And, but here's my thing. If you're going to be there and you know you're one of like a hundred people in the room, 
drink some coffee, have some five hour energy. I don't care what it is that you need to do to stay awake. You know, the camera's going to be on you at some point. Stay awake. (laughs) You have one job. And Nancy, silence your phone before it starts. Because I saw you get a text message and I saw the cameras cut away so they didn't show you on the phone. Ah, I missed that. I didn't see that. Because like it was near the beginning. And all of a sudden she goes like this and looks down at her purse and goes to grab into it. And the camera's cut to like show people in the audience. And then the way and it comes back and you can see her like putting it to the side. I was like, you forgot to silence your phone. You know it. You got caught. And the, and the network it was being, an important text, you know, Nancy and the network Pelosi, is being sure a very busy woman. The, the, the white house camera pool is being nice to you by cutting the camera to something else. <laughs> it, was, um, it was just, it was like, who needs to text you right now? They know where you are. <laughs> they know what you're doing. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi real, I, cause I know we got, yeah, we got, I got, I got cut out. I'm getting you, a little, got, I'm getting a no swab in a moment. I want to do, do, do mention how kind of, it, it was kind of historic last night to see yes. two, two women behind the president um for the first time um in in this history and i joe biden did a really nice job of pointing out that saying madam vice president was the first he was he was the first person to, to be able to say that in in this country which which is is, is, a, is a nice thing and i also want to say i also want i mean to point it's 2021 out, it's 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 way too late because he, he said it's also well. he said it's about time and yeah. then i you know just to go off of that his verbiage throughout the entire speech when he, whenever he was touting something, he never was giving credit to himself. Yeah. He and I think that's, that's, been about his, it the that's been his game plan since, game, since, day one. Prim, since the primaries. Yes. Um, he's, but it's a, it's a big change. That was, his, in that was his strength because it was a huge, um, yeah, it was a huge shift from the past four years where it's like, I'm I, the guy, I, I, I'm your I did it all. Where Joe Biden comes out and says things like, you know, we can do this. We did this. And that's this. the way he's trying to unify the country, right? I right. know a lot of a lot of those conservatives will push back against oh Biden's not Biden's not trying to unify the country. Biden just wants to separate us more. Um, you'll see this when the if you listen to um, Tim Scott's speech, he, he mentions how Biden doesn't have bipartisan support like Trump I did, did, I did with, hear that with, with the bills, um, with a lot of the recovery bills. But that's not on that's not on the liberals and guess not, that's also propaganda. That's on, that's on the conservatives, guys. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry, Tim. That's on you guys. You guys said no. All right. We they recognize we need to pass something to help the American people. We at this point, if it's not if it's not big enough, we'll we'll deal with that later. I mean, think about it. They had to pass what four recovery bills, five recovery bills, something like that. Um right. Through Trump's through, through the coronavirus administration, uh, the Trump administration, the coronavirus because <laughs> I know you got to go. Um, and Biden's like, well, we're going to pass this big reformative bill, and the Republicans are like, well, we don't like it. <laughs> Where the Democrats, you know, just a year ago, were like, we don't love this. We don't think it's enough, but we know we have to pass something, so we're going we're to vote for it. Not only that, but they also proposed like three other bills before that, that went nowhere in the Senate. So, you know, the House passed many things and then the Senate did nothing on it. Cut back, cut back, cut back. They they agreed on one thing, that very first CARES Act, that was the entire, that was the only one that got bipartisan support because it was right when it started and that was it. After that, it's been a fight ever since then. So, so, so Tim, it's not, it's not really the the liberals and the progressives fault for this, um, this divide, is it? You need some it's, self-reflection. Kind of, you need. You guys need to come to the table a little bit. I, um, you heard this when when Trump won 
the election, even though he lost by 3 million votes, that it was a mandate from the people. We got the Trump past Trump's policies. This is, this is for four years. You heard this. It was like, this is the mandate from the, even after they lost the house, this is a mandate from the people. Like this is, this is what the people want. And if you look at the polls, um, conservatives aren't doing very well in the polls right now. Um, Biden, Biden seems to be having a lot of success, at least, at least early, um, early on. So maybe, maybe the conservatives should come to the table a little bit. Well, today's might, the, the might, might behoove them to come to the table and maybe, you know, and help out. Well, just, today, just, just, just a thought, just, just, just my two cents. I, I don't disagree with you. Today's his 100th day in office. He's going to go visit Joe Carter today. Joe Carter, yeah, Joe Carter. Joe Carter, the baseball player. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Oh, okay. He's going. Uh, apparently, he's going to visit Jimmy Carter at his house today. Um, I don't know why, but he is. We'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. We can talk about Jimmy Carter next week too. But talk about when Jimmy Carter. Maybe uh, we got to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier because we didn't get around. Oh, to that. we didn't even get around to it. Well, because uh, give everyone else so another week. We to can catch push up it back. We we'll give we'll give you guys another week to, to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we'll talk. No about spoilers that. next week then. All right. Um, yeah, we're going to, yeah, watch, watch, well, well, we'll, we'll say we're doing spoilers, but anyway. Yeah. With that, I got to go because I got to go. go get Short a, episode this no week. Spoiler. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you follow us on, we don't have any social media yet. So but, just, you, you know, know reach out tell to your us. friends. Tell your friends once we get like, you know, some, some actual like, write some comments, some viewership. Maybe we'll start a social media account. You know, until then, email you can, us. You can, you can follow us. at gmail.com. You can email us at gzennial at gmail.com. Gzennial. G, G, the letter G, Zenio at gmail.com. Right? Yeah. I don't, is it? Yeah. Is, that their, is that our email address? No, yeah, G, Zenial at gmail.com. All right, G, right Zenial at gmail.com. You, can, you yeah. can email us there. You can follow Question. me on Twitter at referee Vinylax. Follow uh, me at Keith ZD at, uh, at Keith ZD on G, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Come say, come say hi. Say hi. Interact with us. We'd okay. love to hear from you. <laughs> we would. We really and with that, it's time to go. Have a great week. See you. Bye-bye.